0: Broadcasting from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in the capital city of Tallahassee, this is Front Row Knowles with Tom Block and Keith
1: Jones. Front Row Knowles is brought to you by Hobson Chevrolet of Cairo, Georgia. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Good day, everybody. Tom Block and Keith Jones. And it's actually early in the morning as we're chatting. I've got uh, about 12.57 on the a.m which feels like how much time was left on the clock in the game every time I looked up in the fourth quarter, KJ. But the good news is Florida State took care of business, and that was really the most important thing I wanted to see as we welcome you to Front Row Knowles is just, was this FSU team going to come out and dominate? And They absolutely did that.
0: They did do it, Tommy. Uh, I think, though, there are a couple of teaching moments uh, that the staff will make sure they impress upon the kids. The first one is that Uh, there was not a lot of intensity in the first uh, quarter, first quarter and a half. Now, the good news is they were very workmanlike. They were going through the process, the effort was there, but, you know, just from an emotional standpoint, um, they they were a little flat. They picked that up, obviously, uh, particularly in the second half. Uh, And secondly, drop passes. Uh, You know, we, we haven't really talked much about drop balls, but there were several. Now, before anybody even reacts, the, the defensive backs from Southern Miss were very, very good. And they competed very, very well in that first half. They had four or five knockaways, uh, but there were some drops. And again, that goes back to intensity, that goes back to focus. So while ultimately Florida State certainly took care of business, uh, I think their coaching staff will will, will jump on that, uh, that intensity and those drop balls and make sure they keep the kids' attention as they get ready for Boston College. But other than that, it was a dominating performance.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, let, well, let's just start there. I was just double-checking the box score. It's hard to fathom that Johnny Wilson didn't have a catch in that football game, KJ. Correct. Correct. But th- but this is the uh, the elephant in, or, or the giraffe in the room, shall we say, as tall as he is, right? Um, a lot of contested balls, some uncontested, one third down catch that he should have had. He hits the ground and it comes out. I don't know. Do you worry that it's in his head or do we just chalk this up as get a little more intense, get a little more focused and uh, and and again, tip your cap to the Southern Miss DBs?
0: Well, Coach Dugans and, and Coach Alex Atkins and ultimately Coach Norvell would be the ones to tell you whether there is a mental block, you know, whether uh, what is it that golfers sometimes get the yips or whatever or uh, who, who was the second baseman for the Dodgers that couldn't throw the ball to first base. Yeah, you know, Steve Sachs. I, yeah, by no means am I suggesting that they would know that, but again, it goes back to the intensity, and, and that's that's a very difficult thing to do is to to keep that intensity ratcheted up, particularly after a very emotional win like you had against LSU. But again, repeating myself, the good news is they were still very workmanlike in their uh, their approach, uh, and then they got some intensity going and they got some things going and, 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 it ended up being the route that it was. So no, I'm not terribly concerned about it. Uh, I, w- I would rely on the coaches staff to know how best to handle that, but certainly Johnny and he, and he would be the first to tell you as competitive as he is that he did not have a good night.
1: It's not to say it wasn't a good night for the receivers overall, though. I mean, Winston Wright was out there and made a handful of catches. They had him returning kicks. Ventravis, uh, Ventavis Jacobs got his, first career touchdown in that game, and uh Span was active. I mean, a lot of guys played, and Keon Coleman had a hurdle move for the ages, and uh, I've seen a lot in Doe Campbell Stadium, KJ. I don't know that I've seen that one, and I happen to be standing right there. He looked like a track guy, Keith. He set up his steps. He was 10 yards away from the guy when he decided he was going to hurdle him, and you could see that he set his feet so that he would be able to step and jump over him.
0: Well, and the the way you know that is go back and look at the replay, because when he landed, he landed like a hurdler. He, yeah. he landed, you know, ready to stretch back out again. The only thing, and, and and I'm being very nitpicky here, but the only thing, I just wish he'd have gotten into the end zone, because instead of that being a top 10 play for, for, the, for the weekend, that might have been a top 10 play for the season if he had scored.
1: Well, but. But kudos to Mike Norvell, who the next play, yep, he yep. threw it to Keon because he obviously deserved it. By the way, I slided Darian Williamson, who made a couple of nice catches, too, including a touchdown in there. So let me ask you this. From where you were, I was on the field. You were you were up top or, or higher than me. Why do you think they threw so many? I won't call them 50-50 balls because the, the, the way Jordan throws them, they're really more like 70-30 balls or 80-20. He's giving his guys a chance. But it looked to me like the seams and the underneath stuff was open and they could have feasted on that. And instead, the plan was to throw a lot of balls 30 yards downfield. And just curious your thoughts on on what you saw on that or or what the rationale might be.
0: No, I think your observation is right on. And I think uh, part of the conversation might have been, you know, as we get ready for Boston College and then you got Clemson and then you got this one and you got that one. You know, there very well could have been some instructions to – Uh, to uh, Travis, uh, you know, say, look, look, Jordan, normally, we would ask you to take the open man, you know, check down, but let's go ahead and try to push the ball down the field some in this ball game. And and if that was the case, it was certainly obvious that they were doing it. Other than that, it might have just been Jordan, you know, trying to take advantage of the situation. And again, I want to take my hat off and and applaud the defensive backs for Southern Miss because uh, as you can see, whether you were on the field or up top, there were four or five balls that Florida State's receivers had in their hands. And they were literally stripped of the ball uh, and therefore could not make the catch. So hats off to uh, to Southern Miss. Uh, they played I, really, really well, particularly in the first I, half.
1: I, I made that observation on the radio network, Keith. I, I flat out said, you know, Southern Miss turned over three-fourths of its secondary, including both corners. That secondary was a hell of a lot better than what LSU put out there last week, at least at the corner in terms of how they fought for the ball. Now, maybe that's where the intensity comes in, Keith, and and, the, and there wasn't separation from Florida State, and there just wasn't as much concentration as there was a week ago. But, yeah, it seemed to me an intentional thing that they were taking that many deep shots, and I don't know if it was to try to finish Southern Miss early. I think it was more let's put this on tape because we want everybody we play to play both safeties back Because we got a lot. We're going to work the scenes and we're going to run the football. So we want everybody to see they better have their safeties back because of what we have. That's what it felt.
0: Well, as as you uh, were able to uncover during the week when we had the conversation after the LSU game where we said, hey, you know, they went one back in the first half and then they went two back in the second half and they ran that counter a little that they had never shown before. And it kind of came out during the week that they did that intentionally. Uh, they wanted LSU to make whatever adjustments they were going to make in the first half uh, at halftime and then come out and show them something completely different in the second half so it would not surprise me Tommy given the how how detail oriented this staff is uh, that it might have been an intentional uh, we're going to put some stuff stuff on tape as you said uh, to make sure opponents are paying attention to it
1: well they uh were not great on third down in the game and a lot of that was the drops but fourth down they were excellent and and honestly situationally Florida State I think they're perfect in the red zone through two games they were four or five on fourth downs uh, against Southern Miss after one on one against LSU and and frankly Norvell's first three years Florida State's percentage was not very good on fourth down and a lot of that's Jordan Travis uh, running around and and finding a free guy Uh, Keith on the offensive line they didn't have two of their starters. Now, bear in mind that really when you, you mentioned the top eight guys, any of those five could be considered starters. But Maury Smith didn't, didn't play at all at center. Darius Washington got the start, and uh, Robert Scott was uh, uh, was out at uh, the left tackle, and Bless Harris played in that position instead.
0: You know, it is still early in the season, but Florida State has been very, very fortunate on the injury front during fall camp, uh, and, and having that depth, uh, you know, Again, we can talk about playing eight, uh, but then when somebody actually has to sit out and someone's got to play, I think they ran uh, 69 69 offensive snaps. Obviously, uh, second and third team were in there a good bit in the uh, third and fourth quarter. Uh, But
1: that's a luxury we haven't had in a long, long time, Tommy. Let me ask you something, and I know that Southern Miss got tired and worn down as that game went on. And it took a little while to get the ground game going, but FSU wound up with over 300 yards. And I'm sorry, Keith, we're talking all offense, and really the defense was was sort of more the story tonight. I felt like did did, did Trey Benson look faster to you tonight?
0: Uh, well, yes, uh, he 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 looked quick, uh, he looked determined, and he had that that uh, top end speed. Yes, I would I would agree with that.
1: Yeah, I thought he did. He had, he only had nine carries, 79 yards, and three touchdowns. And uh, I tell you what, we've been telling you that Florida State has a stable of running backs. You saw with Keziah Holmes, you know about Lawrence Toafili. Uh, You know, the, the walk-on was in there. There's Rodney Hill. I mean, it's uh, it, it's a pretty talented uh, running back room, no doubt nine, about
0: that. Nine Seminoles had a, a rush attempt in this ballgame.
1: Uh, including quarterback Brock Glenn, who that's an interesting development there, that he was the third quarterback in. So it would appear he's moved ahead of Duffy on the depth chart there after Tate. And oh by the way, how about Tate coming in and he was perfect.
0: 3 for 3, 73 yards, two touchdowns. No sacks. That's
1: not that's but it was it was with authority too and uh Oh, no question. That that really so the you're talking about intensity KJ and they got them dialed in at halftime again for a second straight week. Not that I thought there was an intensity issue against LSU there wasn't. It was kind of the opposite against LSU. There they needed to to to, to take a breath and 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 just relax here. They needed to, to, uh, you know, find another gear and move it up a little bit. But the first five minutes of the third quarter, KJ, I mean, you get the Benson run, you get a pick six, Tate comes in when you put the second teamers in there, you score on the first play. I mean, that was boom, 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 knockout city and Southern Miss just wanted to warm up the bus.
0: And and it was complimentary football because if you look at the uh, second quarter and then into the first two drives of Southern Miss in the third quarter there were four consecutive three and outs by Florida State's defense.
1: Yeah, you're right. So let's go to the defense there, KJ, and maybe I should have started there. They got the pick six uh, from Jarien Jones early in the second half. But uh, in the first half, or really until the second team got in, they did not allow a third down conversion to that Southern Miss team. And that poor quarterback, I was wondering, I wonder if he was over there pleading with his coach, like, hey, they got their second team QB in. You think we can put ours in so somebody else can get beat up?
0: Well, you know, uh, and their quarterback's Billy Wiles, uh, and he, he showed some some grittiness and some toughness. He had it to. Uh, he end, it ends up the game just 11 of 34. He did throw for 154 yards, including a uh, 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 long of 33, uh, but no touchdowns. He was intercepted once, as you mentioned, for that pick six. And yeah, Uh, I I could see him potentially negotiating uh, with the coordinator and or the head coach. Uh, Let's match them. Let's match them with teams. Where's the second guy? Where's the third guy?
1: You know what I'm seeing on the defensive line KJ and uh, in some respects, this isn't a surprise because people are paying so much attention to verse and Peyton, but this is the best pressure we've seen up the middle because Florida state's tackles are so, I mean, the, the whole group of four is great. But I mean, we're really seeing some interior pressure, man. That is what quarterbacks hate the most is somebody, right. They they can't step into a throw because here comes the tackle right at his knee.
0: And we sometimes talk about sacks and and in today's world, Tommy, and this has probably been the case for gosh, 10 years now. It's really not about sacks anymore. I mean, Florida state recorded two sacks. Uh, I think Briggs had one and uh, DJ Lundy had one, Uh, excuse me, uh, Kayla Deloach. So, you know, you would normally want, you know, in a game such as this, you'd want, you know, six or eight sacks. Well, you're just not going to get them because quarterbacks are in the shotgun. They're getting rid of the ball quickly. So it is the pressures. And, and, and those are things that the coaches, you know, are going to have to grade and, and talk about. But I agree with you. I thought that uh, Wiles, he did not have a clean pocket much of the time. There was something going on around him and or he got hit just as soon as he released the ball, uh, and that, that took its toll. That took its toll. He was not as effective in the second half, Wilds was, uh,
1: as he was in the first half,
0: and he wasn't really
1: effective in either. 11 of 34, KJ, and at one point, I'm pretty sure against the first team, he was 5 of 21 before Florida State emptied the bench, and oh, by the way, it was ten. 10- Ten and a half minutes to go, maybe ten fifty in the third quarter when Jordan Travis got a baseball cap and was done, and the second team was in. Right. It's been a long, it's been a long time, Keith, since Florida State's second and third teamers have played a full half of football. But that's basically what happened. Is this is how you get the backups ready to play when when their number's called?
0: Hey Tommy, thirty-three Seminoles recorded a tackle in this game. Wow, that's first team, second team, and
1: oh by the way, third team too. You know who hasn't broken a sweat yet this year, Keith? Alex Mastromano, who had two punts and uh, is going to be very bored as this season goes on based on what this offense is doing. And Uh, and he
0: would be the first one to tell you he's happy to be bored, and I cannot do an Australian accent
1: or I tell you how he would say it. I'll say this. It's noticeable on the field, though, Keith. He punted well against LSU. Tonight he had two for 48. And, uh, I mean, it feels like the ball is in the air. Uh, I don't know what the hang time is, but it just feels like he's starting to turn him over even more. He's been here a few years, but it—he it, had a really good fall camp, and it's showing.
0: Well, and and neither of the two were returned. One was a touchback, and the other one, I believe, was a fair catch inside the twenty. Uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, you know, let's don't forget uh, Fritz, uh, you know, Fitz Ryan Fitzpat, Fitzgerald rather uh, was good on his one attempt from thirty-five. Um, you know,
1: we know how shaky
0: that was last year
1: how about as a side note, I'm not sure who the penalty coach is for Southern Miss. Uh, maybe they don't have one and they're going to hire one this week. 13 penalties for 90 yards. And uh, this is this is a good sign about a good week of practice for FSU, Keith. I mean, a short week, you're heavy favorites. You got a lot of attaboys after beating LSU and you move in the top five and you only commit three penalties for 45 yards. So that doesn't answer the intensity thing you raised earlier. But but that's uh, that's better than it. It feels like Florida State might have been the team that had ten or twelve penalties come in a short week like that.
0: Well, and and again, I don't want our listeners to to totally misunderstand my comment. When I, when I say the intensity wasn't there, that's 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 a fact. But the workmanlike attitude was there. So the effort was there. Uh, it was just it was just the little things, the little things. And we're being nitpicky, you know. When you look at a you know a final score, you know where you basically cover the the spread by two almost um so you know when's the last time we were complaining about something as insignificant as this after winning by however many it was
1: yeah i mean the total yards were 554 to 258 right i mean uh again four or five on fourth down six to six in the red zone i mean other than the drops which i mean um Jaheim Bell dropped the first pass of the game, but it won't count as a drop because they were offside, so that play got erased. Keon Coleman dropped the fourth down ball that uh, Jordan got it to him, but I mean he had a corner in front of him and a safety behind him. Somehow he got both hands on it, but uh, that's one of the balls that they they raked out. Right. Really, the drop, the really the drops were on Johnny Wilson uh, defensively. Keith, what else stood out to you uh, in this game? They couldn't run the ball at all. They really didn't even. I mean, they, I I, I don't know what they were trying to drop because nothing was working. Well, they averaged just 3.7 yards
0: per rush. They finished the game with a, a net uh, rushing total of 104. Their longest carry was 15. Uh, so yeah, the, the defense, I thought, played remarkably well. Now, fans will be a little bit uh, upset when the second and the third units got in there. There were a couple of plays where uh, some, some receivers and or backs out of the backfield were, were wide open. Uh, evidently either busted assignments or someone reacting uh, you know a little too quickly uh, and not staying at home uh, but you know when you when you finish a game and I, I'm telling you Southern Miss is not a bad ball club uh, you know I, I think I heard uh, Jeff uh, say uh, over the uh, uh, feed that we had in the varsity club that they were picked to finish fourth I think in the AAC uh, but when you hold I mean the, the, you know Southern Miss had 258 yards of total offense uh, and I don't have it broken down because I didn't print it out by quarter, but I guarantee you 60, 70% of that was in the second half. And, and probably 50% of the total was in the fourth quarter when they were in fact going up against Florida State's second and third team. So the first unit, uh, they put on a very nice performance.
1: Well, and it's great to get those reps. And uh, there's a couple of young DBs that just missed their first career interceptions, uh, almost had a pick over the middle around the 35 yard line and then in the end zone that ball was just dropped. But I, all in all, we're we're nitpicking Keith the final score in this game, I mean 66 to 13. I think we got to keep it bigger picture. So I'll go here Keith. This is the this weekend this game is the 2 year anniversary week 2 of the 2021 season of the Jacksonville State game. Yep. So think about 2 years ago as you're listening to this, what were you feeling and thinking when you left Doak Campbell Stadium? And here we are, two years later. And what are you feeling and thinking right now about this program?
0: And let's not forget. And I did not look this up. I happened to be listening to you. You're the one that brought this up during the broadcast. Yeah, you went zero and two to begin. You lost to Jacksonville State, but then you lost two more ball games after that. Yeah,
1: you got mean, to zero and four
0: exactly. And so, uh, where where this program has gone and we'll just call it 700 days or, or, or 690 days, uh, i.e., um, you know, that, that five and three mark that they put up in the last eight games of the season two years ago, um, is just that. Remarkable. Remarkable. Now, I'm not ready to put Florida State in the playoff. I'm not ready to declare the Seminoles the national champions. Uh, there's a lot more football to play, there's a lot of uh, hiccups uh, and roadblocks along the way, uh, but uh, the first two steps uh, have been in the right direction and of the right uh, uh, tempo and spacing and whatever other silly uh, adjectives or adverbs I could put on it. Um, it it's, it's just nice to be sitting at 2-0 and o, uh, young in the season and having played this well. Uh, knowing that there's still things to clean up,
1: that's the thing. I just, I really feel like, uh, offensively, I mean, uh, they I, I don't even know what the perfect analogy is, KJ. There, I mean, they're, they're, they're. The car is, is driving pretty fast, and they're handling turns well. We just know they can go faster and handle them even better. Well, here's all. Here's
0: here's your indication. Um, Jordan Travis was just 15 of 29, just a, a hair above 50 percent for 175 yards all right so between two or three drops and four or five rakes you know that could have very easily have been 21 or 22 of 29 and so those are the things you've got to pay attention to you probably can't go 15 of 29 and beat clemson or maybe beat a resurgent miami who uh um, put put not necessarily a real butt whipping, but uh, they played very well. And Texas A&M is going back to College Station with their with their tails between their, you know what's.
1: The U is back. Is that what I hear you saying, Keith? I'm not.
0: Uh, you'll never hear me say that.
1: Oh, but I'm sure that's. What, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's what they're saying in South Florida right now, though. It's just like it's it's just, like, it's, it's, it's awesome it's just like one Emerson
0: Eugene Deckerhoff Jr. will never refer to Florida Field as the swamp.
1: Uh, you'll never hear me say the U is back. Yeah, I was being facetious. It I know. Was pretty you were. early. Pretty early in the season. this? how about this?
0: How about this for a quick question? Who was Florida State's leading tackler? Don't look.
1: Oh, I already looked at this. Blake Nicholson. Who? Yeah. Number 18, he's another one who almost had an interception, by the way, and good for him for having the running back on the wheel route down at the one-yard line. Exactly. Keith, <laughs> um, what about the – again, I'm keeping a bigger picture – the mentality slash mindset, all the fourth downs you went for it. I mean, you could look at it and say it's disrespectful to Southern Miss, but I think it's more confidence in the offense. And then, and then you throw in an onside kick. I mean, it's just it's an aggressive style of saying, hey, we're going to go out here and we're just going to we're going to put so many points on the board. You're going to want to get on the bus.
0: Um, I I did not see the uh, onside kick coming at all. And I happened to be sitting uh, with uh, one of my former teammates, Wade Wallace, Fudgy Wallace. And I turned to him. We played three years together. And I thought about my my senior year after he had already left. And I said, Fudgy do you ever remember us ever kicking an onside kick? And neither one of us could come up with it. I mean, the timing of it was, I think, obviously it caught Southern Miss by surprise. It was executed very well. Yeah, there will be some folks that say maybe it was a little overly aggressive, but I tell you what, you get into a to a Clemson ball game, a Miami ball game, a game with Florida, get into a, to a, the playoffs. Um, and you're talking with your kickoff team and you say, well, I think we need to do this again. It not being the first time then because you've already done it
1: uh, is going to go a long ways. Yeah. And against LSU, they had to have the hands team out there to receive an onside kick. So you're two games in and you've seen both sides of that coin already. Right. That's bad. right. I forgot about that,
0: but you're exactly right.
1: Yeah. So uh, again, Florida state, it's, you get two games in a week, and, th- and this almost feels like a short week too because it's one thirty in the morning as we're talking right now, and uh, FSU will have to travel to BC this weekend. But uh, you do get a day longer, and, and we'll talk about Boston College uh, in, the, in the middle of the week, and then after that is Clemson. But uh, I, I don't think uh, – from an injury standpoint, Keith, I think they made it out pretty well, although Akeem Dent, that appeared to be a hamstring, and that those, those tend not to heal least not at your age or my age, those don't get feel better in seven days. So I'm not sure. No, they do not. Yeah. That, that could linger for a while. And uh, you know, and I I guess we could talk about that a little bit, Keith, that's, that's the position that maybe was the thinnest in terms of experience coming into the fall. And so you had Dent and Shaheen Brown, and now I don't know how long Dent's going to be out. And it's an assumption on my point my part that he's out next week. I'm just assuming that's a hamstring. You guys have tweaked hamstrings. You know how that feels. But Kevin Knowles, you know they moved him from from nickel corner or slot corner, and uh he's he's been a real leader, and he's he's bulked up a little bit and uh and then after that, you've got three or four really talented freshmen that just need reps, but did you see anything at the safety position uh after after dent went out? no, uh, I did not i mean the 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 couple
0: of times when a southern miss either receiver or back was wide open. Uh, I would assume would either be the corner or the or the uh, linebacker, not the safety. Uh, I think Florida State's safety play has been a very strong part of that defensive unit uh, here through two games. Uh, and I'm like you; I, I would hate to see Dent miss some time, uh, but uh, those those
1: types of things s- seem to linger uh, at least longer than they should. Well, I mean. Again, we, we, we're we diagnosing and we don't even know what the injury is. We're making assumptions, but you got two weeks and then a bye week So it, it feels to me like maybe you, you sit the two weeks, you get the extra bye week and basically you got a month to get that healed, but we could be totally wrong on that. I don't know.
0: We'll just keep our eyes and ears open. We'll keep our eyes and ears open. By the way, Tom, it's time now for our most interesting, I'm going to call it move of the week. The most interesting move of the week brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. And, I I slided him last time, I slided him with nine catches uh, in the LSU game, but I'm going to, I'm going to single out uh, Keon Coleman for that, uh, that, that uh, leap, that uh, hurdler uh, form uh, when he went over that defensive back. That's our most interesting move of the week, and if you talk about interesting, you ought to look up Prime Meridian Bank. I've got three locations, Tallahassee, Lakeland, and then down in Crawfordville, you can reach them direct at 850 907 Twenty-three hundred or TryMyBank.com. Prime Meridian Bank. They can take care of all of your needs. Member of FDIC, equal housing lender. Prime Meridian Bank.
1: KJ, anything else you'd like to hit on?
0: Uh, you know, Tommy, I, I I was again just visiting with my my good friend, old friend uh, uh, Fudgy, and and he looked at me. He says, "Are they really this good?" And I said, I gave him a, a longer answer than I'm going to give here, but I said, you know, they're talented at every position. Uh, certainly, if, if uh, Jordan gets hurt, you know, there's going to be a drop off. But with what Rodemaker was able to do, the things you saw from, from Brock Glenn and, and, and Duffy, you know, you, you know it's, it, it could be serviceable. I said to Fudgy, the biggest thing this team has to do is keep their head on straight and and you saw a little crack in that with the lack of intensity in the first part of this ball game but then they recaptured it uh so uh I'm not terribly concerned about anything other than the proverbial you know we haven't had a game in which Travis has thrown three interceptions or we have put the ball on the ground three times and and that old-fashioned uh thing that every coach talks about in terms of the injury bug but I don't see very many weaknesses in this group other than above the shoulders
1: Well, and I don't think that's a weakness. You're just no, 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 no. Yeah, right. Uh, A couple couple more things and we'll wrap up. When Marquistan Douglas scored, KJ, and uh, it was the opposite side from where you were in the varsity club, but the celebration was in the corner end zone in front of the varsity club. The entire bench emptied and came down to the end zone. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, but there must have been 50 guys there meeting Marquistan Douglas because they were that happy for that guy. So I think that speaks to the team mentality and culture that there is when the rest of the guys are that happy for the third string tight end that he scored. Uh, would you agree with that? Very segment? much,
0: very yeah. much. You know, again, the, the, the four letter word that is an is a absolute mantra of, of Coach Norvell, work. And then the five letter acronym, uh, initialism, whatever the appropriate way of calling that is, i.e. the climb. You know, the kids, you you hear kids talk about those things, but normally they're given lip service to it. It would appear by every evidence that this team has bought into those types of philosophies. It's not just lip service.
1: They believe it. And then here's the other thing I was going to say. Teams that win national championships, KJ, are not just talented across the board. They have a a difference maker and a leap. Quarterback. I mean, just just roll through every national champion you think of. Think of the three national champions at Florida State and who was quarterbacking them. And uh, I, I'm not saying Jordan Travis is those three guys, but he has eaten LSU's lunch two years in a row on key downs, on third downs. And uh, this wasn't his best third down night. He hasn't gotten great help, but what did he do on fourth down? I mean, he is a guy that he's just come so far uh, that the on top of the talent. You know, you you got one of the better quarterbacks in the country running the show, and he's pretty experienced. I mean, that's a nice hand. As
0: we've discussed, and and we'll mention probably a few more times before he leaves, I've I've not seen another quarterback at Florida State who got early playing time, which was restricted to just running, but I've not seen another quarterback at Florida State make the the leaps and bounds of improvements uh, that Jordan Travis has made in his career. It it has been absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll close with this comparison, if you will, Keith. I happen to watch, I don't know if you watched the Nebraska-Colorado game at all on Saturday. I did watch some of it. So I watched the first half and Nebraska's quarterback is Jeff Sims. Now Jeff Sims, Seminole fans will remember, was committed to FSU. And uh ultimately when Norvell came here, and I don't recall if if uh he didn't want to play for Norvell or Norvell didn't want him and It wouldn't have been reported that way regardless. But the point is, he went to Georgia Tech. He was the starting quarterback for Georgia Tech, the first game of Mike Norvell's career. And Georgia Tech won that game here at Doe Campbell. And I'm watching that game today. So he's as experienced as Jordan Travis is. Most of it at Georgia Tech. He's with a new staff now. I get that. Keith, he threw a couple bad interceptions last week as Nebraska lost to Minnesota. And in the first half today, there were three separate plays where where Nebraska was snapping the ball as the motion man was directly behind the center and it led to yep. two yep. and through an interception and there were delay games and I'm not trying to pick on Jeff Sims I think what what stood out in my mind as I watched it is we've seen some of that at Florida State over the last few years and that's not what we're seeing right now the way Jordan Travis plays quarterback
0: you've seen Jordan Travis make those mistakes but they were three and four years ago
1: yeah. Yeah, again, I, I, don't, I haven't watched Jeff Sims' career. I was just – I mean, honestly, I probably watched him play twice. Once when he was at Georgia Tech and beat FSU and once for the first half today. But uh, it just stuck out. Those are the kind of mistakes. That, that's where having a, a fifth- or sixth-year guy like Jordan is just – I guess it's sixth-year now at this point counting Louisville, right? Well, It's just it, so valuable.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, a great quarterback, a playmaker, that type of thing, but someone who also protects the football. Yeah, doesn't put it on the ground, doesn't throw the ill-advised pass. Um, he has certainly matured and grown in that aspect of his game. And you know, if in fact there was a uh, an intentional desire to get the ball down the field, Florida State didn't have those big plays because the defensive backs uh, for Southern Miss were good and raked the ball out. But Tommy, where
1: was the ball? Right it where it per- needed to be. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, every one of them, on am thinking that, you can't put the ball in a better place. Exactly. All right. It's not getting any earlier, Keith. And uh, I think they're about to turn the lights out where I'm parked on campus right now, maybe in your building too. So let's wrap it up for now. We'll do this again on Wednesday. And uh, folks, and, and enjoy uh, your Sunday. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Front Row Knowles. I can't find the stop button. That's kind of a problem. There it is.